Hello, and welcome to The Way Family Podcast. Today I'm sitting here with a special guest, Forrest Crusoe Way, before he has to go to bed. Forrest, would you like to say anything? Well, thank you, Forrest, for being on the podcast. Yeah, he, you guys can't understand, but what he was trying to say is, we just moved, I'm sick, we're laying on our bed on the floor, surrounded by boxes, but we recorded this podcast episode a little bit in advance because we knew we wouldn't have a lot of time. Here's our Canadian friends, and Hannah, what do they do? Rate, review, subscribe, share, and tell your friends, and tell your mom. Yep, we love you guys. Enjoy. Thank you. All right, well, thank you guys for joining our podcast. We have a couple questions for you, but before um, we start, could you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves and about your podcast? All right. Uh, Well, my name's Calvin. This is Jeremy here beside me. We have uh, come together and formed... The Open Road Podcast, which is based on finding adventure in the everyday. Um, So yeah, so this is kind of coming off of, we did some road trips together. We have an RV and uh, that we've done all the road trips in. And as that kind of fizzled from doing big time uh, road trips to more smaller trips throughout the year, we've uh, developed this podcast as a way to uh, discover different ways of adventuring. Yeah, so this is Jeremy here. Calvin and I both, you know, coming through our sort of uh, university years and into young adulthood, again, had a lot of time to go on road trips for adventures and kind of have these big elaborate uh, adventures. And now we're both happily married and kind of entering a new phase of life. And so now we're kind of uh, exploring the question of how can we find uh, more adventure in our everyday. So that's what our podcast is about. Um, um, A little more about me. I work for an experiential training company. And Calvin, what do you do? Carpentry, right? Woodworker, yes. Awesome. But so that's a little bit about us. Cool, cool. So we started our podcast at about the same time, and Jeremy, I met you, I don't know, like years ago. Well, in real life? No, not in real oh. life. On, in on virtual reality. Yeah. So you guys are from Canada, right? Yes, we oh, are. Yeah. From the great north. Were you guys pen pals? <laughs> no, we were not pen pals. I, I don't even remember like how we connected i think you were on a road trip in your rv and i found you i don't know if it was on tumblr i don't know if it was on instagram i don't remember how. yeah i think think it was one of those two things i mean that's the magic of of the modern day of social media and tagging and you know finding people who are doing interesting things so yeah we just connected yeah a number of years ago and sort of stayed in touch and and start a podcast at the same time. <laughs> yeah, so you guys started your podcast, and well, we were both plan. We were both in the planning section at about the same time, and then yep. um, uh, you asked me. You said I, I saw you guys are starting to do a podcast. We're also doing one. Uh, would you guys be interested in like talking about it or interviewing her? And I was like, yeah, because podcasting is a little difficult. It's a really cool medium. Like it's a really cool format, but. There's a lot of stuff you need to know and like setting up the SoundCloud and 
going to iTunes and like, what do we even talk about? Because we don't have like, we're not as organized as your guys' podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah I, it's funny. We set some like pretty hard dates for ourselves as like when we wanted to launch it initially, and then as we got more into it, learning about it, realized how much work it was, and then so that date just kept getting pushed and pushed for us. Yeah, and we really sort of wanted to refine our idea a little bit and kind yeah. of launch with a bit more of a you know a plan that could help us to kind of sustain you know making content because yeah that's what we quickly figured out it's like okay so here's an idea of something that we could talk about but how do we make sure that it's an idea that has legs something that people would be interested in and actually want to listen to and so yeah all that stuff takes a long time and then Mm -hmm. like you say you're figuring out soundcloud and how does that go to itunes and what about a website and it just kind of goes on and on and then social media and now building a following and all that stuff kind of has to work together to uh, to get the message out. Yeah, yeah, it's been a big learning curve for us for sure. Yeah, we're still kind of trying to develop our overall message, but I think we've kind of got it. What do you think, Ann? Uh, we're working on it. Yeah, it's it's different each episode. I think like the general message that we're giving, but um, yeah, we're narrowing it down. Do you need yeah, and the other thing that that we're trying to balance is like you know, do people care about the idea? Do they like us as people? And is that kind of why they're listening? And I think yeah. Um, with you guys, it's you guys, uh, you know, I was always interested. Oh, what, what do those guys have to say? Like, what is their life all about? And I think people have a general curiosity to hear the, the, a little bit more in depth about how people live. And I think that's another really cool part about podcasts is it kind of gives you an extended format to chat about those types of things. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a little bit more intimate. Uh, yeah, totally. Steve Jobs said like when they were launching the podcast app in iTunes, like the separate section, he said that the human voice in your ears is the most intimate connection that you can have with someone. Wow. Interesting. And so he thought that like audio books, um, spoken news, podcasts, things like that, they were going to just blow up. And it turns out he was right because like in 2007 – podcasting just like kicked off and now there's millions and millions of podcasts i know it's overwhelming yeah something new and it's way different than blogging because it's just like you're hearing them have a conversation you know it's it is way more intimate it'd be hard to write out in a coherent way what you talk about on a podcast yeah Yeah. seriously it'd be so long (laughs) yeah so um tell us a little bit about your little um rv van type deal does it have a name Yes, it does. Her name is Lily. Ah. And uh, I don't know why we started. We ended up calling her Princess Lily as well. So uh, the way we got to that is, um, uh, so what was it, 2010, uh, five friends of, of, four other friends of myself, we took to Kijiji, which is the Canadian version of Craigslist. Right. Um, and uh, and we were searching for a vehicle to go on this trip with and because we wanted to do a big, long summer road trip. We kind of had toyed with the idea of buying a little tent trailer and towing it behind a car. And then that slowly evolved to, let's just buy an RV. Let's see what like the cheapest one we can get is. So uh, $2,000 Canadian, which is like 500 bucks American. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no, not, that, no, not that right. much. It's a, it, it'd be like fifteen or $1,700. Okay. But uh, <laughs> we, we, we picked the, our, our loony is our loony our dollars not doing uh, all that all that hot right now against uh, other international currencies but anyways <laughs> that's besides the point so it, this this vehicle that we ended up buying was going to be our our pad for the summer our home for the summer so we got from pad over to lily 
and because uh, of a lily pad, you know. Oh, right. Oh, kinda, uh, that's cute. Yeah, so that's kind of how how she ended up getting her name. And uh, really, the the big moment for that vehicle was on our way home from the very first trip, where we were very frustrated. We had dumped like another two thousand dollars into repairs on our on our big trip, but we pulled into Waterloo, Iowa, and uh, a friend of ours uh, had a friend who lived there, and he was uh, a tagger, like us, a, a graffiti artist. Oh, cool! And he ended up. We just gave him full reign of the RV. We basically said like do your worst paint whatever you want on it the thing's name is lily uh just go for it so totally legal totally legal yeah you, wasn't used to that. oh yeah yeah he was loving that because he, he you know this guy <laughs> was normally he because... has to look over his shoulder and make sure the cops aren't coming oh yeah and, and this guy was legit i mean he had actually been arrested for tagging so you knew he oh, was he dang. was uh legit. Was really he was that. dedicated he was dedicated so anyways yeah. he used like this really expensive paint that like lasts in the sun forever and he painted this big mural on the side that said Princess Lily and then this awesome monster <laughs> on the back of it. And it was that at that point where we were like, we've hated everything about this vehicle and it's been so frustrating. But now all of a sudden it felt like it was ours. And so when we Aww. got home, we fixed it up even more. And uh, from there, it's been running like an absolute dream come true. And we've gone on uh, a number of other trips. And uh, so the first trip was five weeks to the West Coast. So we're in about in Toronto, Ontario. So that was like a you know pretty serious drive across uh, the country, and then since then, Calvin came on a, a great trip to the east coast of Canada, down through Boston and NYC, and we've now had this vehicle that just takes us on uh, adventures whenever we uh, have time or have the energy or uh, um, just want to go on a trip. Yeah, that's it's awesome. Available. Yeah, that's cool. So you guys all like share it. It's kind of like a timeshare. Right. Oh, right. that's so fun. Yeah, you all pay for repairs and maintenance. <laughs> And then yep. uh, get to use it every, every once in a while. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of the the owner of all of the repairs at the moment. <laughs> oh, okay. You should then you should we, have them pay dues, man. <laughs> yeah, well, we kind of do. If we go on like a big long trip, say it's like a, a two or three week trip, then we get everybody to kind of pitch to to uh, to the repairs and kind of a bit of a, a rental fee because yeah, we've 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 literally done everything possible. We've replaced yeah. the engine, we've replaced Aww. the transmission. Like it's been a serious labor of love. As well as some pretty fun retrofits. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what? Give them some of the retrofits. Oh, retrofit. Well, it didn't. It, the bathroom had been removed to for storage purposes. Correct. No, the, it, it had been removed, but it just wasn't working. Like okay. all the like none of the like this thing is was built in 1979. <laughs> so like nothing nice. was working on it. So I think we figured out that a bathroom would be great. <laughs> uh, so we ended up, you know, kind of rigging up uh, a urinal at the back. Which has been great. Which was a, a hose attached to a funnel attached to the pipes Drilled that go the out the back. <laughs> right, nice. That is super retrofit. Now, it's not now, as I heard as... Um, some of, I think it was your wives, complaining about that uh, pee hole. Yeah, because supposedly it was a little more difficult for a female to use than a male for some reason. I don't understand why. Wow. No, us neither. Us neither. <laughs> So so yeah so that so it's definitely a guys a guys vehicle. Yes. We've only d- gone on one trip with uh, females and they and it was down to Florida. So I mean a pretty hefty drive and they oh, yeah. in a way <laughs> came pretty reluctantly into that. Thing. <laughs> yeah, it took some pretty serious selling on our part. <laughs> so yeah. Oh. yeah, what any other retrofits? Yeah, I mean we ripped out the sink to put in a subwoofer because why not? <laughs> they needed it. You got to blast uh, the tunes. That's why. Oh yeah. 
We found this amazing uh, golden speedboat hood ornament out of thrift store. <laughs> trophy. Yeah, oh, so that's then, cool. Yeah, so we like bolted this like speedboater onto the very front of the uh, onto the front of the hood. At one point, there was a beat door going into the front cockpit. Yeah, a beat door we had in there for a bit. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Um, one of the guy's uh, grandmothers reupholstered all our seats for us, so we have this amazing zebra-printed seats. That's cool. <laughs> and it's um, we've got plans for the future, too, to do some pretty fun things. I think something we want to do for, you know, because we're up in Canada, it gets pretty cold here, so we want to do some sort of uh, small wood stove. In oh, there. oh, that yeah. would be cool. Burning wood, you know, and... Uh, to heat it for us yeah so so yeah it's it's very easy to dream about all the ways to completely retrofit this thing and then we kind of think a little bit more and it's like any dollar that we spend is just totally wasted so it's all (laughs) hobby money if if we have some that like we have to recognize that it's kind of money thrown kind of to the wind (laughs) yeah on it yeah but it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun you guys have some stories of that on on your podcast so that um I want to encourage our listeners, if you're interested, go check it out. There's a pretty pretty sweet um, little story of them getting stuck in the snow and uh, freezing the uh, all of the, 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 the pipes on the bottom. And Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, I won't give it away, but you guys <laughs> go listen to that. that. That was pretty interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of good yeah, stories when from our trips. When you get into... You know, owning a vehicle like that, it comes with endless disaster stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll link to your podcast in the show notes, so make sure to check that out. Awesome. Yeah. Um, we've got two more questions. Um, sure. Right. Number one, uh, how has your life um, and, like, your hobbies and your time and everything changed since getting married? Ooh. Ooh. I think for I'll let Calvin think about that. Yeah, I don't know if I have a real answer, but <laughs> I'll go. Um, I, I mean, I think since getting married, all of a sudden you there, there's a couple things that happen. Obviously, you realize that um, you have a little bit more of a responsibility um, to sort of build a family. But I found that responsibility to be really cool. Like I think it's one of the most amazing things to have such a such a close partner to do life with and to really kind of really see the world as just a place that's just full of opportunity and to together kind of create the future. So especially being on the early end of a marriage and, you know, on the early uh, edge of life, it's cool to kind of think, okay, so what does it mean for uh, you and I to build our future and to do life well over the long term? So Mm -hmm. I think it's given me a little bit more of a long term perspective on on life. I kind of started right. dating, got engaged, and got married pretty quick. So, and like there was a new job in there, and I had uh, a big haircut in there, and all kinds <laughs> of other stuff. And that might not sound significant, but I had these dreads that I really loved, and and they disappeared. So, anyways, yeah, just, I was this, shocked <laughs> when I when I because I've I've been following you for a while, and yeah. then I saw this person that I didn't recognize, and I was like, "Who is this? Yeah. Who's that guy?" Yeah. So, so anyways, it's just like this rapid change in my life. And all of a sudden, like I woke up, it's not like I woke up one day and I was married, but you know, one day I was like, okay, so now everything kind of had slowed down. And I was like, okay, so now we have this really, really cool opportunity to look at, you know, what, what our future holds and to kind of together create that. So for me, that's probably one thing that, that marriage has one way that marriage has changed. It's like giving me a new perspective on, um, on how to live life and on how to, uh, um, 
just kind of look at life with a long-term view and then, you know, dream up the possibilities from there. I think for, yeah, uh, that's for cool. me, I've, uh, I, I love hobbies and I've, I've always had tons of hobbies. And so, yeah, now that I'm a, a married man, I've, uh, my hobbies always kind of revolve around solitude and cause I'm a pretty introverted person. So, I mean, I love fishing and woodworking as a couple of examples. So I think since I've been married, I've been, tried to kind of incorporate, um, my wife getting involved in some way creatively into those hobbies. So, I mean, fishing is kind of tough if she doesn't love fishing, but I mean, I can definitely go out in the canoe with her and she can sit and read her book and I'm, you know, casting into the shore, which is right. great. And we love that. And, and it's nice to be able to spend time with her doing that kind of thing. And even in woodworking, which is kind of a, a one man gig as well. She's, um, I, I like building furniture. So she's been involved in design process with some of the stuff that I, uh, build and we get to talk about that together and, and dream up, uh, dream up new things like that. That's really cool. Um, you guys are both like recently married, right? Like fairly newlyweds. I'm coming up on year three this summer. Okay. Oh, wow. And I got married in uh, a year and a half ago. June okay. 2014. Okay, so like in your three years and year and a half of marriage, what would you say is like what the biggest thing you've learned and like the uh, like your best advice, I guess? Ooh. Well, not to put you on the spot. Yeah. But. <laughs> While you're thinking about that, let me just mindlessly ramble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what the, I think there's a lot of people like like we kind of mentioned. Well, we mentioned this on your podcast, um, but a lot of people think like when you get married your life is like over. And so <laughs> you should wait a long time to get married until or you're ready to settle. Or a lot of people think that that's like the end all. Right, right. Right. I think there's it's, a, it's fairly split on that. Yeah, it's either like your life is over or this is your ultimate life achievement. And everything's right. downhill from there. Um, yeah, that, I think that's having a pretty closed-minded view of what marriage is. Mm-hmm. To, to just assume that all of, you know, I don't know what that means, like to have your life over and end... Um, I guess they're kind of referring to fun things and right. going off by yourself or having, I don't know, crazy bachelor party nights yeah. with the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what those people are talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Like, we, I, I haven't experienced anything like that. Like, I um, I still get to do fun things with my friends and, and go on, you know, fishing trips with, uh, and camping trips with buddies of mine. And, and, uh, and I have a great marriage with my wife. So I think one of the things I've learned um, about that... That's kind of tricky. Yeah, I think I've probably learned that even though I think I'm generally pretty good at communicating is that I'm actually pretty pretty bad at it. Yeah. Um, even today is just a funny little example. Like Calvin was coming down because we were going to do some podcasting and uh, and like the timelines for actually for, you know, for our interview today, we're getting a little bit tight. And so I was, you know, instead of him meeting at my house and us driving to where we are now, I was like, you know, just meet me there. So I'm on the phone with Calvin and I'm like, Hey man, uh, what time are you going to be, get, be getting down? And could you just meet me over at Cole's instead? And and I kind of hear from the the other room. My wife say, like Jeremy, like what's the rush? And <laughs> uh, I had not filled her in at all to what my plans were for this whole for our, my whole afternoon. So uh, Katie and his uh, Calvin and his wife uh, were going to come down, and we were going to kind of just kind of do, hang out at our house for a little bit, and then and then we would go podcasting. I think that's what my wife assumed, but. But no, we were on a bit of a schedule that I yeah, completely forgot to tell her about. So it's like even something as simple as that, like, you know, those funny little examples of how you're not that good at communicating kind of come up over and over. I have so, realized yeah. that, that so many issues can be resolved with just a simple phone call or text about yeah. letting 
your wife know where you are and what yeah. you're doing? Oh, yeah, that, that, that has happened to are me. Are you hearing this? <laughs> I'll Literally just guilty as charged. And- Oh, and I'm pretty notorious for sending a text like leaving now and then like 15 <laughs> minutes later I've yep. not left yet oh yeah I know I all think, about like, that last week I sent a text that like was I'm leaving uh, I'm leaving now and literally an hour and a half after that I, I left work because I got caught <laughs> up but I did not like say anything and even right before we started this this podcast all that, that I told Hannah was, um, you know, we're, we're going to be doing an interview. That you guys are interviewing us. We, I didn't know that I was interviewing you guys. Because I like to have questions, like, ahead so of true. time. I'm like, when were you going to tell me this, you fool? Yeah, so we actually have, like, we have three interviews today. Yeah. And um, we're just, like, we're trying to knock it all out. Well, we can relate with that, the miscommunication thing, definitely. Even if, like, you try so hard to be good at it, it's still, like, the wires can get crossed and... Like feelings can get hurt, and yeah, that's yeah. a big thing. Yeah. I think in every marriage, for the most part. And I think again, that goes back to this whole idea of understanding that, like, marriage truly, truly, truly is for the long haul. Like, there's no way we're going to get it completely right in these early years, and like, yeah. we need to learn from from our our mistakes. Like, that's the that's the the biggest and the best way to learn. And mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that's really heavy. Other times, it's kind of just light and a funny miscommunication, mm-hmm. but. I think that's one of the things that I love so much about marriage is knowing that 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 other person is truly there no matter what. You know, when we take our vows seriously till death do us part, um, that is really a comforting thing that adds a lot of security and a lot of freedom and a lot of uh, um, just I think it it gives a lot of joy. Right. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. I love that. Um, Yeah. And I I love just being able to yeah learn through these little things and just having the having the patience with your spouse is so important and being able to laugh little things off. And mm-hmm. I find that a lot with my wife. Like we have just, both of us have terrible old cars and that are <laughs> constantly having problems, but like we just have to just laugh at it and, and, and just kind of muscle through it because if we're getting super frustrated or worked up about these little things, it's just waste of our energy and it's not worth it in the end. Yeah. Right. Right. Definitely. It's easy to get hung up on little things and then you sure. take a step back and you're like, that literally does not matter in the, yeah, like, the, the big scheme of things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It happens for us all the time when we're, um, we call it hangry. When we're, <laughs> when we're hungry, hungry and angry. Yes. Familiar with the feeling. Yeah. yeah. And then I just have to like take a step back and, okay, I need like some bacon or a, or a beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'll be fine. Or both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah good. Cool, cool. Uh, we got one last question for you guys. Um, yeah. What... So you guys have you guys have traveled in the United States a little bit and or mm. a lot of it I guess. Um, what is kind of one of the main differences between like Can- I have only been to Canada once um, and it yeah. was for a layover. But I've been like all over Europe and um, to China and Japan and Hong Kong and. South yep. Korea and just all over, but I'll, I'll never... tell you what first comes to my mind. And the big difference in traveling in the states is that you have to go in when you want to get gas. You have to go in and pay first, and then get your gas. Yeah, this, you do not have to do that here. Okay. Really? What do you do there? 
just start pumping. Fill up, and then you go in and pay for it. Oh, wow. It used to be like that in Minnesota. I grew up in Minnesota. It used to be like that. So I was like, I remember my mom being like, I only have a 20. I cannot go over this. This is all I have. This is all I can pay for. (laughs) So it used to be like that in Minnesota, but that's interesting that it's like that there. Yeah, they kind of trust you guys a little bit more. (laughs) Yeah, trust you I wonder if an American came up like they would charge us first, and then and then <laughs> maybe they see the they see the license plate and they yeah, don't. They're like, oh, yeah, they're like, yeah, probably should. Yeah, I think some other some other differences like, I think in many ways our cultures are very similar, and then in other ways like when we're traveling in the states, like we always like just feel a little bit kind of weird and out of place. Like I remember driving along the east coast of of um like through whatever those eastern states are like on the way down into boston and there were some places that were just like so um like so desolate and we're driving along these highways and it's just like abandoned buildings and like it just seemed like such a depressed area yeah and kind of anytime we go to the states no matter where we drive through there's always a couple of these like really uh, just strange and almost eerie places yeah, where you like been abandoned. Yeah, the, you see like the, the economy yeah. that once was. Um, and uh, yeah, I think there's just a, a different mentality, even in some of those little things like the trust at the gas stations and mm-hmm. and kind of some more mm-hmm. smaller things like that. Also, I had never heard what boiled peanuts were until I went to the states. <laughs> that's a very weird thing. I still don't really. <laughs> yeah, know that's that probably down in the south, huh? Yeah, yeah, down like yeah, down, down in Florida, Florida, Florida area. Yeah. Um, I really liked Seattle when we were there. That was awesome. We caught a Toronto Blues Blue Jays game when we were there, so that was kind of a little taste of home. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, other differences, Calf. Other differences, um, uh, insane signage on the highways. Yes. That <laughs> causes an accident. And uh, so many more toll routes. Like, oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Toll routes. Yeah, and yeah, taking yeah. our RV through there, like, there's dualies on the back, so we're, like, this different class of vehicles. Oh, right. So we have to spend so much more money, and, that, and our silly thing sucks so much fuel but that is another thing super cheap gas yeah. which I was is just amazing say, we have to say a few things that we would like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I, it's all good oh, stuff and the temperature going down so yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That. yeah dang and well, you guys cool. have target target came to canada yep. and then said nope bomb hard here oh no <laughs> oh that's sad that is had you, sad had you guys not heard about that no Oh, yeah. So Target tried to come to Canada and they like bought out a bunch of these old uh, this store called Zellers. And they basically like came in and within like a year and a half, like the entire venture was just an absolute failure. And they kind of left left the country (laughs) with their tails between their legs. And so now there's like 40 Target stores that are just these abandoned uh, buildings in Canada. Wow. And it's like all of these flagship stores in all of our malls across the country. So. Type, type it in like Google Target Canada yeah. and you'll see some pretty uh, crazy stuff. Uh, oh yeah, like it was a, it was a nightmare. Like yeah. it was they lost billions of dollars. You must not have very many moms in yoga pants in Canada. <laughs> well, well, people were really excited about it, but then what happened is they just did not have inventory on the shelves and their prices weren't as good uh, as they were promising. So we went uh, into this, we went into the stores and people were like kind of underwhelmed and then from there there was just like no like they had so many so many different problems. It's a really interesting case study if you're interested in uh, business and kind of you know corporate mishaps. It's a, it's always, a really neat story actually. I always just refer to it as Red Walmart because I never was able to see the difference. <laughs> well, it's a lot different here in the states. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, you guys have you ever gone to peopleofwalmart.com? Yeah, that's a oh, good gosh. site. Well, Calvin would love this site. <laughs> I love that. Because it's hilarious. <laughs> it is. It 
Um, it's hilarious, but it's also sad. It's it's sad. Really it makes sad. me sad sometimes because I have to go to Walmart sometimes, and I always would rather prefer going to Target. Yeah, it's um, very different here. But just just the quality level, um, because you get something at Walmart, and yeah, it's like super cheap, but then like three days later it breaks. Or, and also even just like the atmosphere, like the lighting in Walmart makes me feel nervous. And I don't know. I can't explain what? it. Like it stresses it's me out going to Walmart. Movie? Like it, yes. Fluorescent lights. No. <laughs> well, the fluorescent lights, it's just like I get stressed out when I go to, to Walmart. And like when I go to Target, I'm like, it's fine. I just walk around with Forrest, you know, maybe get a coffee. Yeah, because it's there's like so relaxing. many other moms there. Yeah, it's like that's what I, I made the joke. It's like a mom's thing. Like if I need to get out of the house and we can't go far, I would like just take Forrest to target and then we Are just walk starbucks around starbucks is in targets in yeah Denver. yeah so it's like the starbucks versus the dunkin donuts kind of thing yeah yeah well i've heard really good things about dunkin donuts but I've yeah never i actually, actually really, i really do like dunkin but i'm trying to think of what's a lesser brand of coffee in Country the states style. i don't know mcdonald's mccafe well starbucks is like a lesser i would say yeah. but anyways oh really starbucks is kind of premium in canada really yeah, yeah, though now we're getting all kinds of like more smaller shops that are like yeah. super premium, but like the people, trendy, uh, yeah, like the trendy stuff. But Starbucks here is like an expensive cup of coffee. Oh dang! Well, that's like special, awesome. That's a special cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah we have we introduced lattes to Canada. Ooh, nice! <laughs> yeah, coffee Thank here you. has gotten out of control. I believe well, it. What? We we have an episode on coffee coming up, and I. Uh, I have just learned so much, but there's like crazy stuff. Like they have coffee on tap. Like if you like go to a bar, like it comes out of the counter. It's hilarious. Hot? Cold. No, no, cold. That's yeah, like cold press, right? Yeah. Right. yeah but, I heard about that. But it, it's uh, nitro, so it has uh, nitrogen. It's kind of like Guinness. Yeah, and it like so wow. you like pour it, and then it, it turns black. And, yeah, have you had it? Yeah. Yeah. Zach likes it. I don't really like it. It's just it. so really? expensive. Yeah. It's like $7. Okay. It's Stumptown. Have you heard of Stumptown? Yeah, I have heard of that. Yeah, no, it's, it's that brand and they're, oh, really? yeah. So we have a couple of those around here. The Central Coast has some good coffee shops here, which I like them a lot. But yeah, they are more expensive. So it's like more, way more of a treat for us than a regular thing. Now, do you guys think that instant coffee is overrated, underrated, or accurately rated? Oh. Underrated. I think it's accurately rated, except if you're camping, it's so good. If you're camping or backpacking or hiking, it's like... That's that's exactly what I would say. Everything tastes amazing camping. I know, that's true. But I just, I really love, like, Starbucks, the Via, iced Via coffee, like the little packets. I love that when we're we're backpacking. It's like the best treat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, The the Via is pretty good. I had it a couple times. I had these little packs in my jacket, and... uh, all you need is a little hot water. I had the one I was like snowboarding yeah. because uh, you got to pay for uh, stuff at the chalet, but nope, little via, little hot water, pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big a soup guy, so uh, <laughs> like Dare will do that. I keep little uh, little Heinz ketchup packets in my coat, and I'll get a little bowl of hot water. <laughs> no, like, oh my soup. gosh, that's so <laughs> Calvin. <laughs> ketchup soup. <laughs> Little ketchup, little water, a little bit of SLP, a little, salt. little, little uh, oh my gosh. salt. That's the only way you can walk into a restaurant, have a good meal, and not pay anything. <laughs> <laughs> One cup of hot water, please. Well, you heard it here first, folks. You could take the saltine crackers and crumble them up and put them in right. there, too. Yep. Oh, gosh. Yep. All right. Well. Uh, but, okay. Um, sorry. I, did, I was thinking about something else. College. 
Do you guys call college university? Yes, it we, is university. both. So there's university and then there's college. And in Canada, university is like more academic and then college is like traditionally a little bit more hands-on practical. Okay. Like trade school okay. maybe? Kind of, but so you, like you can even still get a business degree from college, but it's like not as well respected as a business degree from a university. Oh, so like community college. Yes, exactly. Oh, so okay. we call college community college and then we call universities universities. Cool. Okay. we call colleges universities. Hmm. Okay. I was kind of wondering about that because we have some listeners in Canada and it's just kind of seemed like a odd way to ask the question. We got a, a bunch of people asking us if we've been to university. And I was yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh. So that would be, have you been to college? Okay. I think that's a Europe thing, European thing too. Oh, okay. And we also don't say like junior, sophomore, senior, anything like that. No. We just say grade 10, 11, 12. <laughs> even in oh. college? Uh, no. Yeah, even in college. I mean, it's a little bit more there, but it's we just still just say like third year or fourth year. Oh, what uh, like what percentage of people go to university? Y- yeah, university. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think um, most. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people go to university, and then I would say actually probably thirty percent university, thirty to forty percent college, and then some of us, the rest don't don't go to do any post secondary education. Mm. Oh, okay, so, so it's like kind of expected there. Yeah, it's kind of like if you have an over eighty average, then you go to university. If you have between sixty and eighty, then you go to college, and then if you don't like school, you don't do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so whatever the percentages of people who fall into those categories is kind of, I guess, what what it'd be. Hey, Calf, what do you think? Yeah, that sounds pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> These are like so specific of questions. <laughs> and then people who get the you know over ninety percent averages, those are the ones who are getting all the scholarships. And yeah, I think like even though in Canada, like sports scholarships, in my mind, are like way less significant like all of our friends who are really good at sports got uh scholarships to like american schools mm-hmm. oh wow yeah. so like like people don't really like i don't know sports is i don't think as big in canada well, like, and i think we also have a lot of higher percentage of people going to university just because of the cost mm. i mean yeah compared to the states yeah cost here is quite a bit uh, less than in the states oh that's huh. nice we the reason why i was asking is we have a i'd say the majority of our listeners are a little bit younger than us and so they're kind of trying to figure out like what to do with their life and about college and things like that and um in america it's like really expected Mm -hmm. that everyone goes to college yeah it's very good and once you graduate high school you you'll have to like pick your major yep in college and then uh start studying that like so you go from like having no um, like responsibilities to having to have your life figured out in yeah. six months. And yeah, I think that's a big challenge for people up here too. Um, I went and got myself a business degree, which is generally seen as fairly versatile. Right. Um, and kind of allowed me to figure it out along the way. Um, you know, a lot of people take a year off to try to figure it out. Um, I think there's pros and cons to that. Um, so I... Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is a challenge for people to figure it out. But my my biggest advice would be, like, do something or try to figure something out. I think uh, taking a year off with not a whole lot of direction can really slow you down 
I think keeping the momentum of school is really helpful. Like I even have friends now who are sort of, you know, in mid their mid twenties, early thirties who are going back to school. And I'm sitting here at, you know, 24, 25 years old. And I'm like, wow, am I ever happy that I got my university degree when I did? Um, because going back to school, even if you go back half time later, you know, a four year degree at half time takes you eight years. Yeah. So these years right after high school, um, are very valuable and, you know, I think really you'll thank yourself later either for figuring it out the hard way by going into something that you weren't passionate about or, you know, going into something that's can be a little bit more versatile and um, finding it along the way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's my advice. Calvin, yeah. you kind of took I, a different I have, route. I have a different, I went a totally different route. I didn't go to university. I went to uh, Bible college and then um, I am a carpenter, so I didn't end up going to university and I'm now in a kind of a different um, place in my life where I'm wanting to continue learning. So now I'm looking into doing yeah, like a part-time degree. Cool, cool. That that kind of brought up like a, a little topic idea that I had. Um, a lot of people in the States, they'll go and they'll get a degree that they think is practical yep. um, over the past couple years. Um, so like the past generation, they would typically get like maybe a speech or a business or accounting degree. And then, um, you know, do their hobby on the side. But now, like with our generation, people are like, no, I want to study what I'm really passionate about. And then they graduate and there's no way they're going to get a use their degree. Right. Because because the the, um, like uh, ballet or teaching music or dog walking or, you know, (laughs) like, uh, I don't know, like feminist studies that the the market's like so saturated because people have been doing that for so long they can't get a job do you guys see people in canada like studying what they're passionate about rather than like getting a degree that they think would be useful or is that just like an american thing yeah i think we i think we see that um and especially there's a lot of you know talk out there of you know do something that you're really really passionate about um, and I definitely agree with that to a certain extent. Um, at the same time, I think it's important to uh, take opportunities and you're not going to ever find that opportunity of your dream job if you don't kind of put yourself out there and start somewhere. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, no, I, I think that is definitely the case up here a little bit. Um, so it's probably pretty similar. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see the how education is evolving and just with the online presence and and how it's so easy to learn something um just by reading and doing research um it's pretty amazing like what you can walk away with the knowledge and and what amazing resources are available to you just at your fingertips yeah so in some ways formal education seems to become becoming like not as important but what is important is like having drive and being able to like monetize an idea and all that stuff right yeah, that so. that is going to be really helpful and useful um, and needed in the future. I think. Last yeah. last question. Um, I I know I said we only had two questions, but <laughs> oh, I'm, that's good conversation. I'm enjoying our conversation. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people here try to seek to find like their identity in their career, and mm. um, you guys in your podcast, you talk about like ad- adventuring, and you guys like aren't like sponsored or paid to like travel or anything yep. like that right no. you you guys kind of do that on your free time could you speak a little bit 
into like the idea of where your identity lies and and maybe not finding your identity in your career hmm. no i fully identify with my career it's all i <laughs> yeah, like, i don't know what uh, you're on uh, okay well never mind we'll see you guys later <laughs> No, I think the question of identity is one that has been, uh, I don't want to use the word plaguing me, but I think especially uh, as you kind of come out of uh, high school, university, and kind of begin your life, and now, um, uh, like like I said, I'm married, like, it's all of a sudden like you're really actually asking yourself with more depth, okay, well, what does it mean, like, what is my identity in, and what should it be in and and i i that's i can't really answer the question because it's been a a pretty major challenge for me to um i guess really nail it down i mean calvin and i both you know have have a a fairly significant faith and that's i think a big part of our identity but even that is like well what does that even mean and how does that play itself out in the day-to-day life. So I think those are questions that at least I'm asking myself right now. Okay, so what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be a husband? What does it mean to um, kind of find my identity in something? So I yeah. think I'm still wrestling with that question. I think I view it as almost like an unreachable goal. And like I don't think we're ever going to meet someone who can honestly say they fully found their identity in something and in this huh. combination of hobbies and a career. I mean, right. it, it's, uh, and I think that's all part of the uh, adventure of life is finding something like that and, and finding what feels great and what you love and what you're passionate about. But I don't know that it's uh, you're ever going to find this perfect perfect cocktail. Mm. Right, right. I like yeah, that. That's, that's interesting thought, huh? So we're working on it. I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah, we're working on it too. We we don't have any idea, but yeah. um, it's an interesting conversation to have for our listeners real quick we'll we'll be talking about this a little bit more with one of our professors he's getting his doctorate in identity formation cool. regarding social media um, mm. specifically like about like our generation millennials so right, right. Wow. that'll be interesting he knows a lot more than us about that um, awesome yeah well cool we're really stoked to have you guys on our podcast this is our first Skype um, interview so hopefully Pretty everything smooth. Yeah. yeah, aside from the first, like, half an hour, I figure everything out. <laughs> yeah. I won't tell anybody about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'll cut that, I'll cut that all out. Oh, this has been great, guys. Thanks for the for the airtime. Yeah. yeah, it was good to have you guys. Thanks for being on. Yeah, sweet. And we will, uh, well, maybe we'll talk to you later. We'll put, the, we'll put the link to their podcast and their website in the show notes for you guys listening. So you can click through that and check it out. All right. Thanks, guys. See you later. Right, thanks.